listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 52. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the... You got to be like, you were wrong and I was right. And I while I hate it, I totally respect it. And it's fine. And I'm letting the world know publicly that you got to be right and I got to be wrong. Thank you. It still sucked, though. For you. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. <laughs> A big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash killalords for making this episode possible. This week, we're sharing a few things we think everyone should know about subspace. Welcome to the Loving PDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one, so it's at Loving DS1 on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm. All links are in the show notes and the show notes can be found at lovingbdsm.net. Okay, so before we tell you what we think you should know about subspace, let's define subspace. What is subspace? (laughs) It's the chemical process that goes on in your brain when things feel really good when you bottom and then you go all fuzzy or your body goes all limp or your brain stops computing or basically (laughs) it's an altered consciousness minus the need for drugs. (laughs) And there are actually technical explanations of what chemicals are happening coursing through your body and colliding in this magical chemistry of, oh, I can't brain now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But that is uh, a very uh, not at all scientific definition of subspace. It's one of those things that for many of us, you kind of know it when you feel it, Mm -hmm. but that might not always be true too, as we'll go through in these things, we feel like people need to to know. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna go with you're just tired on that one right yeah okay okay so <laughs> let's get it are we ready y'all missed the massive yawn sorry y'all. <laughs> yeah let's let's get into not these quite things. enough coffee yet you know we'll work on that yeah okay number one subspace doesn't happen for everyone I this one and the next one are included in this list because there are plenty of bottoms and submissives out there who are chasing subspace. And then that leads to disappointment when you had an otherwise decent scene or moment with your kinky partner. Um, I know plenty of people who've had really intense scenes who'd had who've who enjoy their life as a bottom or a submissive in their relationship or their play partners or whatever. And they're like, I've never experienced subspace. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they've had it, we'll see in a second the next tip, they've had it once, maybe twice, and never gotten back there again. It's it's not a guaranteed, which is why I don't think it should be a goal that people go racing towards, because I think you're just headed for disappointment, and you miss the good stuff about the scene. So, yeah, I was going to say, so would you say a good um, um, thing to go into it would be not to necessarily chase, do it looking for subspace, but go into it saying, well, I'm going to enjoy the scene for what it is, regardless of whether I... That's exactly it. Have the scene because it's a thing you want to do with a person you want to do it with. If you get to subspace, that is icing on an already delicious cake. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay, number two, subspace doesn't happen every time. This one tends to be the most disappointing for folks who are constantly like, I want to get to subspace, I want to get... And here, look, y'all, 
I get it. When I have been in some space, it's delightful to have the brain just <laughs> shut down for a minute. For me, it's brain and body and I'm like limp noodle and I can't, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just floating. I'm just floating in space out there and it is a joy most of the time until I have <laughs> stuff I need to do and I can't think straight. Um, but what I have found that happens for most people is they get into subspace once or twice or the first couple scenes they do with a partner or mm -hmm. a new person they've met or whatever. And then they are disappointed or think something's wrong when there comes a time when it doesn't happen. And that yeah. is the big thing to remember is you might have some really great intense scenes and go straight to subspace and float there and, and are like, yes, here's my altered consciousness. I'm here for it. Uh, and then have a time when it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the not happening could be because things didn't go well and, and you couldn't get there. And sometimes it's because the chemicals in your body were not we're not mixing in the right way. But <laughs> the thing there to look at is, OK, but did I have a good time? Did I enjoy right. this experience? Was it good for me? If it was, then your scene was a success. If it was not, then that's a whole other issue. Uh, but yeah, so that's a thing to remember just because it's happened for you once, twice, even the last 10 times, it does not mean it will always happen. Right. Number three, it feels different for everyone. Now this one came, I don't know why this came as a surprise to me because we are all different on all things, mm -hmm. but I had such a pretty stereotypical experience with subspace based on things I had read from others. The first few times that I did go into subspace, I very rarely these days, we don't shut our minds, bodies or anything else off long no. enough for that. Um, that when I finally started talking to more people and reading more experiences, I was sort of surprised to go, oh, well, you don't have my experience at all. What that also means is that it can feel different for you from time to time. Mm -hmm. And that took me longer to figure out for myself. So for some people, it's all in their head. They can't hold on to a thought. They can't concentrate. They can't focus. They are some equivalent of high. <laughs> uh, for mm -hmm. others, it's very physical. Their bodies are what is not moving. Or, um, especially as the adrenaline starts to come down, I get the, sh the tremors and the shivers real bad. Um, I've, I'm not cold, but you'd swear I was freezing to death because my teeth are <laughs> chattering. Um, some people, I I've had this happen where my mind was clear. The thoughts were there. I could not speak. Couldn't articulate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there is no universal experience of subspace, both in the fact that not everybody experiences it, you don't have it every time you've seen, but also what you feel and how your body reacts will be different person to person and also f as an individual from scene to scene. Okay, number four, aftercare is required. Holy shit for you doms and tops out there, yeah. Now, if you're a sub or a bottom who's like, I don't know this person, I just did some pickup play and maybe they should not do my aftercare, mm -hmm. please, if you if you think you could maybe even go into subspace, even if you've never, you never have and you're like, but maybe this is time, have a friend on standby, have somebody right. there to put a blanket over you or offer you food or help you get dressed or whatever you need. Because I know from my experience, I have absolutely gone through subspace and I've either been able to physically move, I could follow commands if you were like, come on, let's stand up, let's walk over here, let's do this. And so I could put my clothes back on, couldn't speak and my mind was elsewhere. But I've also had the experience where I physically could not move. Yeah, I, I just, um, matter of fact, I just read a blog the other day about someone who um, never wanted aftercare mm. after a scene. And you know, that's okay, some sure. people don't. And on this particular 
night they did a, a scene with somebody with someone they had played with before felt very comfortable and as usual they declined any aftercare well after the scene they had actually slipped very deeply into subspace and um basically looked like they they said they they were drunk oh gosh they were having so much trouble walking mm -hmm. and that has now changed their attitude and they're like you know maybe i need to rethink this right because i think the thing is is that it's one thing to decline aftercare in as you're negotiating the scene i think it's worth a check-in at the end so yeah if you get to the end of a scene and you're like, eh, I didn't want aftercare because I'm going to subspace and it's not a big deal. And so that's what you said at the beginning. As a dom or a top, do a check-in. If a sub is able to speak and think clearly, they will probably be able to tell you, no, I don't, I'm fine. I don't need any. But if mm -hmm. it's sort of like the rule we have of when you check in in mid-scene, if I can't respond, you stop. Yep. If they can't respond to you, they physically are unable to, they're not moving, they're, they're behaving in a way that is outside of their norm. They might not need aftercare in terms of cuddles and, you know, you taking them to Waffle House, although that is my favorite form of aftercare. <laughs> what they might need is somebody to get them some water and help them put their clothes back on and get them seated or standing or in a safe space mm -hmm. in the place that you are located, whether it's a club, a dungeon, a house or whatever, so until they can kind of come back to themselves. That yeah. is after, care is care, it just looks different. But when somebody goes into subspace, somebody's gotta be taking care of that person until they come back to themselves. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the dom or top, it can be just a, you know another friend, you know, kink friend who's there, but somebody has to. Somebody has to. Okay, number five, sub drop is real. Oh, it's so real. So we've talked about drop many, many times in the past. Yeah. Um, you can absolutely go into drop without having gone into subspace, but if you go into subspace, be prepared because you were just high and what goes up has to come down. Mm -hmm. And again, like subspace, like everything else, everybody's individual experience of drop is different. Um, for some people, it's not that bad. For others, it's debilitating. For some, it's mental. For others, it's physical. For others, it's a combination, which that's a mind fuck. You're like, do I have a cold or am I depressed? What, <laughs> what is, why am I crying? And why do I have body aches? minus any impact scenes because then that gets confusing you're like wait are the body aches because i just got beaten with a wooden paddle or because <laughs> my body is adjusting to the fact that i, ha I had this experience and, and now i'm coming back to reality it's not always easy to tell um we do have uh minisodes on drop and we have longer episodes on drop for how to deal with drop some ideas Again, because drop is different for everyone, the way to handle it is gonna be different. But don't be surprised. If you go off and you have this amazing scene and you were definitely in subspace, if two or three days later you're like, why am I the saddest potato ever? <laughs> I just want you to remember, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was just flying mm -hmm. high as a fucking kite a few days ago. Yep, Maybe yep. I'm in drop. So mm -hmm. uh, those are the things that we think you should remember and know and keep uh, safe and close to your heart and mind and kinky self about subspace. Uh, so yeah, that is it for us. If you want to hear more of what we've said in the past about subspace, I will link to other longer episodes um, so you can deep dive into that topic if it's completely new for you. But that is it for us this week. We will be back uh, later this week with a long episode and next week with another short episode. Woo. Bye. Bye.